This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Tell me, tell me, tell me, folk who wrote the book of love, I've got to know the You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawks Bay. This is a program called The Wonderful World of Wardini Books. And as always, it's my pleasure to have in the studio the wonderful Lou from Wardini Books and Havelock. How have you been going, all right? Yeah, really well. And mm. I suppose it's coming up to your season. Yeah, You've yeah. Yeah, yeah. People are starting to think about Christmas presents already, and they have been for a bit. And I think um, current climate uh, enables that too, or, or makes people think about it just in case. Yes, and I'm surprised in a way, although I have just bought a book from you today, mm. I'm surprised that uh, still the amount of people out there who love to have a book that they can hold in their hand in this technical world where you can just you know, go onto the internet and read a whole book if you want. But there's something about a book in your mm. hand, isn't there? Are you, su- are you surprised? Yeah, well, I sort of am, but um, yeah, I suppose maybe, I'm, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think, you know, what I've just been doing with this one, and, and you know, you can self-consciously be a book sniffer, but I'm not. Yeah. Some, books it have smells a smell. amazing Absolutely. and also this one that we'll talk about in a minute has a, has a certain feel because it's a hardback book it's a physical thing and I think people need to be able to connect to physical things and it's a different smell because I've been into your shop a few times it's a different smell in your shop to that of a second hand bookstore oh yeah well, can you imagine the amount of people that have picked up those yes. books as well, and the amount <laughs> yes, of food that's on I them? I know, but it's sort of it's a sort of a smell which is sort of almost uh, comforting in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah, and we get you know, it gets a bit dusty sometimes in the air, and it's book dust and it's cardboard box dust, yeah. you know, from when we've opened things and. It's quite wholesome. It is. Are oh, we yeah. digress from being a bit too sentimental? Because uh, it's all about emotions today, isn't it? <laughs> it is all about emotions. We've got three fabulous books to talk about. And uh, the first book you're going to mention is No One is Angry Today. Yeah. A book ostensibly for children. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful picture book. The illustrations are incredible. They're just comforting and warm and lovely. But the subject matter is is philosophical. So the author is Toon Telegen and uh, Marc Boutevant is the illustrator and i think it's translated from the dutch Mm. so it really is all about emotions and it's a series of short stories um about a group of characters in the forest so the first one is the firebelly toad and the hedgehog and i thought oh these look like sweet stories and i began to read this one beautiful little hedgehog in his gorgeous little Mm. wooden home you know and it's all cozy and lovely and the firebelly toad rocks up do you know what he does you don't, do you, Ken? No, you would eat, never imagine. He eats the hedgehog. He doesn't, but what he does is he pulls out all his quills. Oh, my That's actually God, quite that'd a, be awful. It's a violent start, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. So um, he pulls out all his quills, and the hedgehog is sobbing, and the, and the um, firebelly toad says, what do you call what you are now, hedgehog? And he says, angry, very angry. And he's like, you're not angry. No, you're not angry. And then the firebelly toad continues to go around other forest creatures and be really, really mean mm. to them. And they all get together later and they're like, what is going on? And Firebelly Toad, there he stands in the meadow and he's going, no one is angry today. He can't get them to be as angry Mm. as he wants them to be. Mm. They're not as angry as him. He has issues. What is going on there? Yeah, I don't know. Something's happened to him. Yeah. And he's taking it out on everyone else. Yeah. What is it? And these are the questions I think that this book is intended to draw out of young people. Mm. So that the forest animals are all sitting around and they're going, well, he did this to me and, and he's pulled the snail's feelers and he's done all no. these horrible things and he's so angry. And they start having these interesting discussions about, well, we're all angry, but are we? 
We're not as angry as he is. What's going on with him? Is it all relative? Perhaps what we're feeling is what he feels like when he's happy. You know, so there's all these quite deep issues and and philosophies coming through. And that's just the first story. And then there are a series of other stories. There is quite a gorgeous one about sadness. And that's the squirrel and the ant. And the squirrel is sitting in his beautiful little wooden house Mm. on a tree branch because that's that's where squirrels live and um squirrel's friend ant has gone away and it just says um he thought about the ant in the distance and almost and never i'm very sad he thought definitely and he's identified that he is sad and i think from that ant had said that she was going on a journey and might never return so it's either about ant just going off on a journey or it could be an allegory for death i suppose mm. if you wanted to yes, look indeed. into it as deeply as i clearly have looked into it but the house reflects the sadness of squirrel mm. as well and um and the house gets sad and then and then a flip side of sadness is anger well mm-hmm. why has ant gone away yeah i miss ant and i wanted to come back you know so exploring all these emotions i think is really important for kids and Possibly grown-ups, because when... I've been thinking about this rather too much this morning. But you know how people are quite angry at the moment about all sorts of things. And our society feels a little bit divided, depending on where you're getting your information from. Mm. Um, Perhaps we all just need to take a little step back and get some perspective and and talk about it a bit more. Although I am depressed already and uh, about this book. And you've only... (laughs) You've only turned two pages. And I wonder, is it actually a children's book or is it perhaps a book for adults with cartoons in it? That's um, an interesting question. I think many books that are great for kids are also great for grown-ups. Mm. And, you know, C.S. Lewis said it is a great quote that I won't mangle right now. But I've, I agree with him that um, they're thought-provoking for grown-ups and I think if you if you read a story like this to children, never underestimate a four-year-old because sure. they will just come out with something and you'll go, wow, okay. And you've forgotten how to think mm. like that because you've been institutionalised. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, inflicting pain on the poor old hedgehog, imagine how painful that would be to have all of your claws pulled out and then to get hold of the old snail and, you know, pull his uh, feelers. Mm. Ken, to make you feel better, I'm going to find the picture <laughs> where they're all fixing each other. And there's a rather gorgeous picture and... Um, it's the grasshopper, I think, is putting the quills back in oh, to the so hedgehog yeah. one by one. Oh, very good. And they're all sitting there going, what is going on with that angry toad? Mm. Yeah. And, and does it have a, a bit of light at the end of the tunnel? Do they find out what is wrong with the toad? No. 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 It just goes off on his own. But that would be the that would be a conversation to have with children, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, what is go- Because what, what if he's a refugee? What if he's being bullied? What yeah, of if, course. You know, all so of many those side things. stories in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, put it... Put that on my list? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Ken book. And the next one is uh, it's called Rabbit Soldier Angel Thief. What a great title. Isn't it? And this this is quite a pretty um, cover, but it's the mm. advanced reading copy, so it's not the actual cover. The actual cover, it's this size, it's a hardback, and it's got the most beautiful picture of a little boy on the front. Um, it's by Katrina Nanestadt, and it's can't remember who the publisher is. No, but Harper, Harper Collins. Um, so in this one, there's a little boy, and his name is Sasha. 
And he lives in Russia. He lives in a pretty village where the houses are wooden and the meadows are full of beautiful flowers. And uh, he's got a cat. And it's all, you know, life's good. Dad's had to go away with the Red Army, though, because it's the Second World War. So they're fighting the Germans. That's what the stage of the war that they're at. Dad's not coming back. He knows that Dad's mm. perished. Um, the Germans are coming. The Germans come through and they burn the villagers. And Little Rabbit, as he is called by his mother, is told to run because his family are under attack and he runs and he knows what's happened the next morning mm. when he wakes up after hiding out in the forest. He's six years old at this stage. He wakes up and he sees the smoke and he smells the smoke and he knows what's happened and he knows he won't see his mum and his sister again. So he stumbles through the woods for a few days and um, eventually comes across a, um, a faction of the Red Army. You know, when you think Red Army, you get a bit scared, don't mm, you? You yes, think, you oh, brutal and all that kind of thing. But this is a different perspective because these are still human beings and um, Sasha is a Russian little boy and they take him in. And they look after him. And he is such, even after all his trauma and his tears, he um, is a very kind little boy and a loving little boy. And he wins them all over and they become his family. Mm. So um, he wins over the cook, this grumpy Boris, who he feels like he's never going to win over. You know, get out of my hair, kid. You know, that kind of guy. Um, The guy in charge is just lovely and becomes like another father to him eventually. But they sew him a little Red Army uniform and um, he hangs out with them and they look after him. And then later on, the angel part of it, um, hang on, rewind, Louise. It starts with Sasha as a 10-year-old and he's in hospital in Berlin and he's mute. He can't speak and he's been stealing things from the other um, patients and hiding them under his bed. But there's a doctor there who just knows that that's for a reason. And eventually she gets him to bring out certain things from under the bed and those things trigger his memories and he tells the story, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's everyone, all the patients like gathering around to hear this story. Um, And it takes him eventually to Stalingrad. So he's with the Red Army and and he goes to Stalingrad and they're driving the Germans out and it's based on a real little boy mm. called Sergei, who was known as, as the angel of Stalingrad because he was the one that was going around pulling people out of the rubble mm. and um, giving love and hugs where mm. that kind of thing didn't happen. So I won't tell you all of the story, right. but those are the different factions of um, the different parts of the story is that he is Little Rabbit, he's a soldier, he's an angel, mm. and he's a little thief. Yes. Yeah, and it's just beautiful. So it's aimed at kids of probably about nine and up because it's got all this history in it and all this love and all this horrible things that humans do to each other. But then you've got this this kid that's that's giving them all a bit of perspective as well. Bit of hope. Bit of hope. Yes. Is it a book that's been around for a while? Because it sort of sounds to me like in my head that I've heard the story before or has it been a movie or is it a new book or what? It's a new book. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, and sounds like a, a good story. I loved it. I should have a great writer. Yeah, yeah. How many did you give it out of 10? Oh, it's 10 out of 10, ten for out this, 10. you know. Yeah. If you can, you know, it's obviously not all hoppity skippity. No. But um, I think for kids that like those war books, because a lot of kids do, and they want to read things that are sad because they're trying to process what emotions mm. are like. Yeah. And, and to do it in a book, you're doing it safely. And again, one of those crossover books, Adults or Kids. I would say so, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And the next book is, um, I was going to say maybe a bit more up my alley, but uh, it's a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so much at the moment. Yeah. Uh, it's called Reprieve. Tell us about it. It's called Reprieve. And 
Can you imagine? I've got a paperback book here. I didn't bring yes. it with me today. It's fluorescent green, and it's got pink writing on the front, and it's by James Han Matson. It's a novel. It's a horror novel, mm. and there's an envelope on the front with blood splatters all over it. <laughs> so you're like, woo! It's set... Um, so there's an idea that there is a haunted horror house attraction, mm. like where people go to be scared, and it's called Quigley House, and it's in Nebraska. And it's run by a strange old man called John Forrester. And he's got all these actors that are in six cells in the basement. And you have to go on this sort of mission to get Mm. through the cells. And if you get to the final cell, you meet the ghost of Martha Quigley. And if you can kind of beat the ghost of Martha Quigley and you've gathered all these envelopes as you go through, which is why the envelope's on the cover, then you can win a cash prize, you know. And it's all going to be fun. The big twist with this one is that... Unlike our scary maze that we used to have out in the fields just near the prison here in Halls Bay, um, these these actors can touch you. So they can push you and they, in the dark, they can, um, you know, interfere with you so that you, to try and, and, and they're gushing blood and, you know, they're all dressed up as, <laughs> yes. as monsters and you get covered in this fake blood. And so this is all going on. And then we know at the beginning of the book that um, a group has gone through and they're going to win the big, big prize, you know. But towards the end, there's an actual murder. Someone Mm. actually dies in there. And so that's the mystery. So we know that has happened. And then we go back to the beginning and there's this girl called Kendra and she lives in Washington and she's got an okay life and she's just, she's a teenager. She's just entering her first close relationship with this lad that she likes and they're horror fans. But she has to move out to Nebraska and um, the boyfriend, Sean, says, oh, my God, you're going to be near Quigley House. You know, get in there. Try and get a job there. And she's too young to be an actor. So she goes and works in the car park. And eventually she um, persuades her cousin Brian to come in and be part of the team that goes through on this fateful night. And what's going on with John Forrester as well? He seems to be manipulating people. Um, So there's, there's, Mm. you know, there's all this mystery and what's actually gone on because... Of course, when the person is murdered, everyone thinks it's part of the the horror mm. thing. So nobody does anything. <laughs> <laughs> nobody tries to help. So it's like, what the hell is going on there? But it's so much fun. It's an absolute page turner. It's really well written. It's not. It's not so, kind of like um, how do I put this without sounding really snobby? It's not just a wham bam. It's kind of yeah. beautifully written. Mm. Yeah. So um, highly recommend for anyone with a strong stomach can't wait for the movie and it's the funny thing is that, that I, I don't mind reading horror books like you've just described oh, really? whereas that book about the little boy in the war you know, because it really happened yeah. yeah and it's so sad absolutely right yeah now if we want any of these fabulous books where do we get them Wardini books please As I'll give you a sad book don't yes, worry you <laughs> you'll make them cry yeah <laughs> come on you Lou talk to you next week cool cheers Ken who wrote the book out This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.